0: Welcome to Is This Real Life?, a Bravo podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, Real Lifers. Welcome to episode 107. It is September and the fall is officially here. I know a lot of you are involved in back to school stuff, whether it be a teacher or a school counselor or administrator or a parent uh, sending your kids off to school again, whether it be in person or online. My heart goes out to all of you. I know it's incredibly stressful right now, so I just wanted to share a little love. As you're listening to this, I am probably making my way back to the East Coast from Minnesota, so wish me luck on the three-day journey with my brother It was really nice being here with family, though. And thanks to all of the wonderful wishes that so many of you gave to my dad and Joyce on their wedding. I shared some of the nice messages from Instagram with them, and they were very, very touched. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you like the podcast, feel free to go and leave it a nice review. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast and my Twitter at Mandy Slutsker. I'm so excited for this week's guest, Steve, from the at Faces by Bravo Instagram account. He is so hilarious. We have a lot of hot takes and some controversial ones. I think Steve and I are in the loneliest club right now because we are not Team Denise. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Steve. Hi, everyone. I am here with Steve from the Instagram account Faces by Bravo. How's it going? I'm doing
1: great. I'm here in the fish room. Um, <laughs> you know, living living life. It's it's great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Steve's using the background of the fish room on Zoom. And it is amazing. I think I'm going to use it for future work meetings.
1: I love that idea for you. I think it's great. You know, it's something to talk about it. It's it's great.
0: I can imagine people being like, Oh, are you still at your dad's house? Does he have a shark on the wall?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, RIP the fish room and RIP Dorinda's tenure on rony right now.
0: I know. So this week, there was a story in page six saying that what really got her fired was that turkey baster comment about Tinsley getting pregnant. And then Andy responded on Instagram saying that that wasn't true. But after seeing this week's New York and the finale and how she went out, what do you think? Do you think it was the finale? I
1: think that I think she has the door open to come back. But I think it was just she needed to take a breather, essentially. And um, the network just wanted to sort of let allow her to take this time to take a breather. I think she just needed... She, she's going through some stuff as well, it seems. like I think throughout the season, we've all noticed that Dorinda is clearly in pain. And um, I think it'll be good for her to take a step back. And if she wants to come back... I would welcome her with open arms because Dorinda has truly given us so much. For so the, these much. Past few seasons. And I think it was hard to watch a little bit this season.
0: I agree. I think, you know, taking a breather would be what's good for her herself as a human being. You know,
1: absolutely. We often like look at these people as characters and forget that there's actual humans behind this. And, um, it's it's hard to watch someone go through the pain that they're going through. And I I think it's easy to just blame her for her outbursts and all of this. But you can tell there's some hurt under there underneath all of that. And I think um, it'll be good for her to take a moment.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at other big news that hit this week. We saw the Real Housewives of O.C. trailer.
1: Yeah. What did you
0: think of that?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, I think for Orange County, I know I've seen a lot of like people ragging on it a lot. And I think the one thing we got to remember is these women were filming for like four or five weeks normally prior to the pandemic happening and everything shutting down. And then they really, you know, no one knew how long everything was going to last. And they truly weren't able to restart. They had to do like modified production for the rest of the season, except right at the very end. And, you know, I'm impressed with what we got for what they had to go through. I would say, you know what I mean? Um, like there was a lot of, they've had to really adapt completely. Um, so I'm impressed with them being able to put something out like that with all of the challenges they were facing.
0: Me too. And I'm not going to complain. Like, I know a ton of people are complaining and whatever the OC, I will watch every single Housewives franchise. I'm not going to discriminate between them, even though the OC Mm -hmm. is my least favorite. Right. And, you know, we all have our favorites and our least favorites, but, you know, like children. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. and, And I will take any new programming I can get from Bravo. I'll take it. Amen. And I'm looking forward to them actually addressing some of the social issues happening in our country, some of the political issues. I think COVID is going to be seeing Shannon's reaction versus Kelly's reaction versus Bronwyn's reaction and then Black Lives Matter and actually Mm -hmm. having conversations on a white female show about what's going on and just watching all of that, I think, will be very illuminating. (laughs)
1: Absolutely, I think it'll be it'll be explosive in its own way this season.
0: I think I'm ready Um, for it in a way that
1: we've probably never seen on a Real Housewives of Orange County. That's that's for sure.
0: And then Lala Kent announced she was pregnant this week. Yes, she did. I'm so happy for her. I think it'll be really good. I think she needs something to sort of soften her. You know.
1: I think um, she is going to be such a great mom. And I think, I don't know. I just got so excited for her. And it's so funny. Do you you know um, Sasha that does the Bravo Breakdown? Yes.
0: She's going to be on this podcast next week. Oh, my gosh. This is yeah. perfect.
1: Well, we went to get drinks at this outdoor um, restaurant in West Hollywood. And we were taking a picture um, after we had finished. And... We look across the restaurant and guess who it is? Lala Kent
0: oh my and God.
1: Logan, um, if y'all, you Logan remember no. Logan. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we went over and talked to them. They were so sweet. But this was like, I want to say like m- less than a week before she announced. So that's so it was just so funny that the we had just run into her right before all this big announcement happened.
0: That's so funny. I'm a little bit jealous that you are in California during the pandemic because it's so much safer to be outdoors and to see friends Mm -hmm. outdoors. I've been, you know, meeting people for walks, go, you know, masked Mm -hmm. and everything. But when winter comes, I don't know what's gonna
1: happen. (laughs) I know, I know. That is the blessing. You know, we you and I just talked about how I'm from the DC area as well. Mm -hmm. And um I can't tell you. The best part about moving to West Hollywood is the weather. I mean, literally, like having no seasons is l- literally a godsend for me. <laughs>
0: I am very jealous and I actually had a trip planned this August to go to LA with a bunch of my girlfriends, a few of whom work at school, so we thought August would be a great time to go and, mm-hmm. you know, visit Tom Tom and all the crazy places that, you know, <laughs> women in their 30s who watch Bravo and are really <laughs> annoying do. And so, but then obviously we couldn't go and we're like, "You know what?" Next summer. We hope absolutely. that things will be better next summer and we can finally meet and have a cocktail. Yes. And
1: <laughs> absolutely. We will <sighs> definitely do that for sure.
0: And then have you heard anything about the real housewives of Salt Lake? Or Salt Lake? So State?
1: I believe the trailer will drop next week.
0: Okay. That,
1: that is what I've heard.
0: So. Do you think it's gonna be good?
1: I think it's gonna be incredible. I think we are going to have a diverse, um, a very diverse cast. And I think this is one of the few times where, um, a cast knew that they were filming for a housewives versus filming for, you know, this vague description of a group of women in a city. So I think that will be a game changer for sure. And, um, I think everyone has this expectation of what Salt Lake's going to be. And there, it's going to be kind of different in my, I I mean, I think it's going to be different than what everyone's expecting. Like everyone's thinking, you know, Mormon, religious, no drinking, no um, and with all of that expecting like no drama kind of deal. But in reality, it's, it's going to be the opposite.
0: I just assumed that Salt Lake City was like, you know, the land of mom- mommy bloggers. And yeah. We all know they're bad shit. So <laughs> I was yeah, like, no. yes. You know, and people there's who are some... involved in the church and then people who are kind of ex-church and there's like mm-hmm. a lot of drama with that. That's what I would even just assume just on mm-hmm. the surface that I'm excited for any new content and I'm so excited that they knew they were a Housewives franchise because I feel like the first season of Dallas and the first season of Potomac weren't what they could have been had those women really known what they were getting into.
1: It's totally. And even same with the first season of Miami. Um, Miami was like this, you know, these women in Miami doing those cooking classes with they would host each other and get a chef and they would learn a cooking thing. And it was just kind of, it didn't feel natural and right as a housewives franchise. And that's, I think that set them up partly for failure because it wasn't what the housewives franchise should typically looks like
0: right and I've actually never seen Miami but this oh. winter is going to be very long and I am looking forward to diving there in go. to the real housewives of Miami and all the things I haven't seen yet oh my um, gosh
1: Miami is so good you need to I've need heard to watch that
0: it. from so many people
1: seasons but- two and three so I just actually <laughs> rewatched season two and I forgot how good season two was so yeah get you should definitely indulge
0: I'm very excited. Well, let's get into Potomac because they were able mm-hmm. to kind of get over that bump of not really being a housewives show, and then I feel like season three they hit their stride and they are still they have not looked back. They're absolutely. Is my, I have not laughed that hard watching TV as I have when T'Challa attacked Wendy. It was I mean, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing, and um, okay. So let's get into the lake house trip. These yes. ladies are getting prepared. Do you know where in Southern Maryland this lake house is? I want to say Newburgh. Newburgh. Okay. Because yeah. I was looking around. I was like, what exactly is about a two hour drive and in Southern Maryland, but yeah, not necessarily it's on the Chesapeake, but near the Chesapeake.
1: Yeah. So I was like going um, around. Can we give Robin a round of applause for being early? And then on top of that, like she she hosted the international cast trip last year, had to arrive a day late, but she was early (laughs) to Newburgh and probably the one time that she is the closest person to the cast trip.
0: That was, was... Destination,
1: that is. They were all
0: shocked. They're like, Robin's here? Robin's here? <laughs> and then they were really shocked to see Candace. I mean, we all yes. knew she was going to show up, but they had to, of course, shoot that scene with her and her husband, Chris, and mm-hmm. him saying, I think you should go to work it out with the ladies. And yes. <laughs> it's like, these scenes are so silly. I know. I
1: I actually hate those scenes because it's like... We, girl, we know you are going to show up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when they do show up. If I would see like if they if they she wasn't going to come, then I could see them putting that in there. But I hate it's like it's insulting to the audience.
0: <laughs> I know. The only other kind of notable thing before they even get to the lake house is Michael guilting Ashley for taking baby Dean. I hated that. Oh, it was bad. He's like a baby needs his mother. Well, yes. And a baby needs his father and any sort of loving adult to form an attachment with. And she could pump and they could use formula and they can do whatever they need to get that baby fed and cared for for what three days. And if the I... husbands were coming on the last day, he could bring Dean with him in the car. And then the last day, Dean could be with them and she could get two days away, which I think would be difficult for her as a new mom but would be really important to give her that confidence that she can do things without the baby attached to her.
1: Amen. Could not have said it better myself. Like, you just hit the nail on the head. And I was disgusted by that moment. Um, You know, I guess to each their own, if that's what they want for their dynamic. I mean, I can't that's not something I would personally want in my relationship and with my child. But I I was I was appalled because, honestly, you can, we can see how much Ashley's going through this season. And it is so hard to see that on her. I, I feel so bad. Postpartum, you can... I, I don't think she's... Has she actually said she's had postpartum depression or is she just eluding?
0: I think she's eluding. I think she, it's not even... I don't know if it's formally diagnosed yet. I've also right. seen the anxiety is very, mm-hmm. um, very obvious, you right? Know? And totally. she's kind of joking about it a little because it's her way of dealing. But he's making mm-hmm. fun of her right. about it, and it's it's ugh, just not not good. Not, not good. good. That was like, and the setup for what's coming. Oh my totally. god! Totally, I can't. I
1: just. I actually got really sad and chills at that last part of the preview where she's sitting on the bed with baby dean and she's like i don't know how mommy's gonna make it through today or whatever um it was like right at the end of the preview and it just was it broke my heart it broke my heart because we had just seen like candace talking about breaking the news and i was just uh my heart goes out to ashley in that moment
0: I know, and I used to not like Ashley that much. She kind of irked me and I have such a soft spot for her right now.
1: Oh. We um my f- a couple guys and I started um a new YouTube called, but now we said it and we all were talking about how this season is kind of like Ashley's redemption season for the viewers because she's always been sort of like the shitster and um which I appreciate. I love a yes. shitster but when she was in the hot seat last season, she, that she, I don't feel like she took it with stride. I felt like that was like, when you get your karma like that, you need to sort of own, own it and be like, now you got to be transparent and kind of talk through things. But, um, this season, you just, I feel like they're really giving us a new side of her and it's just, it's so sad you feel for her. And I just, I really hope that she powers through.
0: I do too. I also don't want to blame her for anything Michael does cuz that's not totally. fair. I think she just really irked people before because she stirred so it was she was so obviously stirring the pot and I'd be like stop mm-hmm. just let it occur naturally. This yeah. is already we're going to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the ride up, uh, so Giselle and Karen ride with Monique and T'Challa is back there with them. And just how, you know, oh. Ashley cannot leave baby Dean at home. Monique cannot leave her bird.
1: <laughs> I mean, T'Challa deserves his own intro card next season. He is everything to me. And I think to the viewers this season, um, um, Putting Giselle in the backseat of the pickup truck with T'Challa was one of the best housewife moves of all time. It was so beautiful and props to Monique for that. That was everything.
0: It was amazing. Have you ever had a bird?
1: I have not. I've never wanted one either.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I've never had one, but I had a coworker a long time ago who Uh-oh. had a parrot. I can't hear.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, you cut out for a minute. Oh, now I, I had
0: a coworker who had a parrot, and she went away with her husband to Hawaii for two weeks, and I watched this parrot, and I've never taken care of a bird, and she would tell me, you know, bring the bird in the shower with you, and let the bird, he likes the mist from the shower, and I was like, that seems kind of crazy, but okay, whatever, I'm just following the instructions, bring this little, like, it was a Senegalese parrot or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. It got caught in the like stream of the shower and was like pinned (gasps) against the floor. (laughs) So bad. I was like screaming. I'm like naked. My roommate runs in. We're both like trying to like bring this bird back to, you know, life. And then I was late to work. I was an hour and a half late to work because I was lightly blow drying each (laughs) feather. In. Did this parent talk? Um, a little bit. It would I was mimic. To say, did he tell on you? <laughs> no, but it would mimic any alarm. So, like your morning alarm, it would mimic. It would mimic oh, any no. time you set the oven.
1: Oh any wow! Any text
0: sounds that would come through, like a ding on your phone, it would like do it over and over.
1: <laughs> I oh, was like,
0: my god! I don't think bird life is for me. So props to Monique. I mean, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I've met T'Challa, and he's very cool. I love him, but um, wait, you've I agree met with him you. in
0: real life? Oh yeah,
1: how? Oh, oh I'm friends with Monique and what? her brother.
0: Yeah, no way. Did you know her before she was on the show?
1: No. no. So I, um, I'm became friends with her brother. So okay. when he, he would come out, he lives in West Hollywood. Um, oh, okay. So when he would go out for filming in Potomac, I invited him out with uh, me and my DC friends. We became pretty good friends and now, and I live out here now and it's great. So um, yeah, no, I've definitely met T'Challa and he is a treat. (laughs) Does she
0: like bring him everywhere? Um, I don't think she
1: brings him like out to, you know, like go grocery shopping or anything, but she definitely, if she's, um, you know, like to the Newberg house or something like that. She would bring him on a trip like that.
0: Oh, that is so funny. I, I yes. do like birds. I do. I just yeah. don't know if I would be a very good owner of a bird. I don't think I would either. That's not my journey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've met T'Challa. That is yes. so exciting. And obviously I met Monique like right too. When she
1: first got him, actually, he when he was a little one.
0: And he's still pretty young because, you know, Mm -hmm. birds live a long time. And I was like researching after I was like, oh, when do they learn to talk? Because she's like trying to teach him to speak. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I mean, can we
1: also just note like him sitting on the toilet taking a shit with the subtitles was just next level (laughs) for me. On this episode The
0: editors are so amazing this season So good Later when they show a picture of Candace With her like old face and new face Or (laughs) Like with the hamster
1: Absolutely The editors are next level And it's almost like they give us next level roni Yes You know what I mean? Yes Because they're funnier They're shadier
0: And they're more dramatic
1: And it's like
0: I'm obsessed Yes. Which production company produces Potomac? Truly. Truly. Truly okay. original. Mhm. They're amazing. And they have their own unique way. Like when you see an Evolution Housewives, mm-hmm. it has its own kind of, you know, they always do the time stamps and the like, you know. Right. I don't know. Anyways. I agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Well, T'Challa definitely earned his uh, cherry blossom because Mm -hmm. he attacked Wendy so soon when they're just hanging out, where they're all you know, getting there and Wendy, what was Wendy doing? She was saying she wanted to get deep. And get she was get like, deep
1: with the girls. Yeah, get to know everyone.
0: <laughs> and it, just like went straight for her and just seeing, you know, Candace and Giselle and Karen and then Robin and everyone was just losing it. It was so mm-hmm. funny. I, Candace
1: I, with the fork in hand, chewing like ferociously. <laughs> that was a like a small <laughs> moment that I think was hysterical.
0: It was the best comedy. And then within minutes, it goes to drama with Wendy versus Ashley. You know, Ashley shows up with the baby. Wendy didn't realize she could bring her baby. And I think she just was projecting the insecurity she had about leaving her newborn, you know, onto Mm -hmm. Ashley. But do you think she went too far?
1: I actually really saw where Wendy was coming from in that moment. I think the one with her being new... I don't think anyone, and I don't know that the rest of the cast really, well, no, I think the rest of the cast knew Ashley's struggles, but Wendy being new, I don't think she knows how much Ashley's going through right now as a new mom and like post, you know, like the the anxiety and like possible postpartum type stuff. So I, I think I, I get what Wendy was saying. Like, why can't you do what I did? Like, I worked so hard to get myself here without my newborn. Like, why can't you do the same? And um, I I felt for Wendy in that moment because I think, and I think Monique, you know, having three kids of her own was like, you know, it was a lot of work for me to get here. She didn't mention all of this, but I think in the same token, like, She, everyone has kids, and like they had, they were doing their best to like get there so they could all be present. So I knew exactly what Wendy was saying. It was the delivery that really I think was wrong.
0: I, yeah. And I definitely, um, I didn't realize until this and because, you know, none of us know Wendy that her daughter was born premature and had to be in the NICU. And so mm-hmm. when she was saying her daughter's age and her daughter's even younger, is that I know sometimes when babies are born premature, they use like the gestational age versus mm-hmm. like the actual date they were born. Right. Right. So regardless, she's very young and Mm -hmm. had a lot of health issues early in life. And so that also probably adds to it's probably different than even her first and second child, which sounded like they were born very healthy and were able to go home from the hospital pretty soon. It sounded like this third child was a little bit more complicated and, you know. So, I, I guess I get when all the women were like, well, she's a first time mom about Ashley and Wendy. This is your third. It's no big deal. And Wendy was also, you know, kind of playing into that by showing the little hair flip on Instagram of her leaving the hospital with the new baby. Like, whatever. No big right. deal. Just had a baby wearing my heels. Right. But she also didn't really share the struggle with everyone that she went through. So, how are they supposed to know?
1: Right. And I think using the term new mom, was kind of it was a little silly on Wendy's part because like they she knew what they were saying like she yes. is a new mom as in like never had a child yes wendy you're a new mom as in like you're having you had a a new baby but like you're not a new mom
0: yeah so and that like heats up again when they have dinner and they do this like such a shady game where they ask each other questions. And I love these deep questions like, Same. you know, Candace, like, tell us what it was like when you were in school. And she's like, well, I was mm-hmm. one of a few brown girls, you know, I got mm-hmm. made fun of. And Ashley asked a great question was like, was that what led you to do African American studies in college? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, and then Giselle <laughs> comes in. So is that why you got a new nose? <laughs> <laughs> That was shady
1: as hell. Oh my gosh.
0: It was so, so out of love shady. field. I mean, did yes. she even get a new nose? I didn't think it I was can't clear. I can honestly
1: tell. Like, I mean, the way the way that Candace responded, clearly she yes. did. Yeah. But like looking at it, like she doesn't have such a obvious nose job. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my God. It was just like, come on. I thought you guys were all bonding over. I know. Like- <laughs>
1: Leave and it to Giselle. And <laughs>
0: then to go right into Karen versus Wendy talking about Karen's sex life. I mean, that was hilarious as well. Coochie box. Coochie box. <laughs> you got to take me to lunch first. <laughs> Can we talk
1: about how Karen's sort of morph over the past five seasons like season one Karen would never be caught dead saying the word coochie box now we have season five where she has fully leaned in to this grand dom persona that is like not the grand dom like I am full of etiquette and everything it's like right. this whole persona of karen huger and i live for this woman I'm and obsessed. i never want her off my
0: screen i'm obsessed with karen huger not to draw like too much of a comparison but it does remind me of like luann falling into yes. the bushes you know compared to luann season one where you couldn't even like address her driver by the driver's first name
1: yes my friend uh co-host jeff Said she's sort of like a morph of Luann and LVP in a sense. Yes, which I I, I see it. I see it
0: with more humor, like with more humor, way more humor. I mean, absolutely, <laughs> she is something else. Did you read that? I can't remember if it was in Vanity Fair or the Daily Beast or what. But there was this article that came out before. Um, the Real Housewives of Potomac, this season started airing. And it was really in-depth about kind of the altercation and black women and what it mm. means these days for these women to represent their community. And they go and they they, um, they interview Karen. And she said something like, they're like, how did you end up on The Real Housewives of Potomac? And she said, I always knew they would find me. <laughs> Sitting in Potomac, being like, I know Bravo's going to find me. That's I know so it. Funny. I manifested it.
1: Oh my god! Like that is Pete Karen right there. Like, I mean, <laughs> so amazing, so incredible.
0: God I'm bless so her. So obsessed with her, and she said Same. that in real life, her and Wendy still have not had that lunch or dinner.
1: That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs>
0: oh my god, it's so funny. I mean. I get that she's being a little bit dismissive and aloof towards Wendy. But why does Wendy care?
1: Because we're on Real Housewives,
0: honey. I know. Honey. <laughs> I know. Last week, yeah, I was talking true. about how great I thought Wendy was and how I'm so excited to see this woman who's a political commentator and got all these degrees and she teaches at Johns Hopkins. And then Stephanie... Um, from Mocha Minutes podcast was like but Mandy There's, there's a screw loose somewhere Like <laughs> women don't just Go on the show who have all Of that without something being Off I actually said recently I
1: For Wendy like I feel like she's Too smart for her own good Kind of deal you know what I mean Like yeah. sometimes when you're so smart You can't connect On the same level as some of the people around You kind of deal and I feel like We're seeing a little bit of that with Wendy right now. And maybe that's kind of her, the screw type loose thing. (laughs) Like she's
0: not able to read a social situation or, but she is total, totally leaning into the housewives trope of being unable to apologize because if there is anything that links all of these women from the OC and Beverly Hills, all the way to New York and Atlanta and everywhere in between, it is not being able to apologize. (laughs)
1: You know, there's there's always a tad of narcissism in every real housewife. Uh, there's no way you could be a real housewife
0: without it. <laughs> it was intense. And th- I didn't like that they were all kind of pushing her to apologize the same way they were pushing Candace to apologize to Ashley. I think because Ashley is going through such a rough time, all the ladies like pushed different women to apologize to Ashley each week. There's like a different person who has to apologize yeah. to her. It's like, calm down. Ashley can handle herself. There's other mm. ways to show that you empathize and care for her. Right.
1: I agree with that.
0: But what did you make of the first big fight with Wendy?
1: I loved it. I mean, I love, I love Wendy. I mean, again, I think she's pretty, more wrong <laughs> in this fight um, and I and but I love that she's sticking to her guns mm-hmm. um, I do want an apology because I think that's my thing with housewives is I want you to be messy but I want you to be able to apologize because if you can't apologize we can't move forward and when things get stuck then we get like Beverly Hills style where you know they harp on one thing for a while and so being able to apologize everyone can move the forward so that's what i hope i see in the future
0: i mean ashley went pretty hard at her though she was like this is why you don't have female friends which really escalated it and brought it to a place i didn't see it going and she's like i have female friends just not fake bitches and then when she was like call me dr wendy and people Mm -hmm. like you your kind your kind what what do you think she was referring to
1: i don't even know and i didn't like it that was that was uh That was a tough choice of words. (laughs) I I hate when people say
0: stuff like that. Yeah you are kind.
1: Part of me thinks it was like trashy is what she was referring to. Trashy and
0: uneducated was what Mm -hmm. I was getting. That's what
1: I was thinking. (laughs) Anything
0: else from Podomic
1: this week? Um, let's see. There was I feel like there's something I'm
0: Oh, Oh, Candace
1: apologized
0: to Giselle again. Yes.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. And um, I have to say, like, for Candace, I felt bad for her. This is, like, one of the few times I feel bad for her because this was the game of telephone was so wrong. Like, I felt so bad at, like, Karen's party when she was saying, you could tell, like, okay, we're just going to be surface level, whatever. You know, because she knew, she was like, this is fucked up. This is not, like, we're... I, I'm in pain over this friendship right now because I didn't do anything wrong here. Like mm-hmm. I was totally being, you know, silly about it. Even the in Giselle is a monster. Let's be real. <laughs> She's a Giselle monster.
0: She really is. I know the latest Muppet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um, this was a solid, solid episode. I think season five has yet to deliver an episode that was
0: mediocre. And I'm so excited to see it keep going forward. I know. I'm so nervous for all this Michael Darby stuff. Like, so nervous. Because it's like, how can every single season there be something that he F's up? And he doesn't watch it back and be like, you know what? I'll be an ass to her in private because that's who I am. But at least Mm -hmm. when the cameras are rolling, I'll pull it together. Like even PK could freaking correct himself mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of the camera. Michael
1: Darby is literally the most dramatic housewife and does the most. So it 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 is going to be a tough watch, I'm sure. Oh, that's what I re- that's what the thing I wanted to bring up when he said to Candace or not Candace, sorry Ashley, look at you all. You're like <sighs> big muscles. I'm like that's how you hit on your wife? Like, that is that is me in college when I was, like, closeted trying to hit on a, a girl. Like, what? Not to say he's closeted, but no, like, I'm just like, that was the weirdest, like, attempt at complimenting your wife.
0: And then she's like, you've become an ass man. And he's like, yes! I'm just an
1: Ashley man. Like, I know. Gosh. And it's like, that's like the editor, like, Michael Darby is writing it for the editors. Like, they literally are writing it as or he's writing it for them to make a gay joke of some sort like it's it's so tough.
0: <laughs> he is a tough one. I mean, yeah. I just dislike him for what he does to his wife. Agreed. Over Agreed. and over and over he humiliates her and then he makes her feel guilt and he never is an equal partner. It's like yeah. he acts like oh oh he I hate hated
1: him. like we said earlier, I hated the the baby shaming type thing, like, or mom shaming, essentially, you need to take him because he needs to be with his mother. That to me was, that was it for me. It's gross.
0: It's so gross. Well, speaking of gross, (laughs) we can get into (laughs) Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, I've loved this season so much.
0: I've... Liked it better than previous seasons, that's for Mm. sure. I actually really like the reunions on Beverly Hills. They're the best reunions because I feel like during the season, there's so much that's unsaid, like more Mm. than any other franchise. They hold back or they say one thing but really mean another. And there's so many things that we don't see. Like the Mm. fact that this season started so much earlier than that stupid fashion show and... There were all these rumors that there wasn't enough there. And producers were like, we're gonna throw out two months of footage, and then they're starting in September or whatever it was. How the hell are we supposed to follow everything? Like it was clear that something happened in those first two months that the women were pissed at Denise for.
1: Thank you. I am so glad that you're saying that because not just me. What's that? It's not just me. Like I'm wondering yes, if I'm no, crazy. 100%. Oh my gosh. And I think, I think there's a lot of people that don't realize that two months of filming is laying on the cutting room floor or the edit and with the editors, because that to me is what makes it makes so much sense to me why the other women are so frustrated with Denise on top of like seeing her pattern of not showing up Using Bravo, 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 and lying. Like I get it there, and I think there was some like same with the Garcelle versus Kyle. I feel like there's something missing from those two months that we're not seeing. Um, I just yes, I agree. I am 100% in agreement with you.
0: Do you think what they're really pissed at Denise for is so okay? The first season she was on, I expected her not to be as involved, one, because she was a new housewife, and two, because she signed her contract with Bravo, like, while she had already had so many other commitments, like filming commitments happen Mm -hmm. years in advance. And so, but the second season, I expected her to clear her schedule a little more. Same with Garcelle. This first season, I'm assuming she has to run and do all of these different movies and TV shows and All of that. But I'm expecting next season her to be more in the mix. So I don't know if it's that she just kept behaving the same way she did the first season. And the women were like, you get paid more and you do less.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think what's interesting about Garcelle and Denise is they sort of are using Beverly Hills as their springboard into, nov- into more um, projects. Whereas the other women, it seems like it's more of like, they're f- because, or at least, I hate to say this, but like Lisa Rinna, like, you know, she's no longer really a working actress, it seems. And there's this like, sort of, I feel like there's this, you um, stigma essentially. Once you do reality TV, you're no longer sought out for, you know, to be an actress, which I think is so silly because reality TV is its own different beast. But these women are now really like capitalizing off of joining the Beverly Hills. I feel like Denise has now scored more things because of doing it. Same with Garcelle. She just signed on to The Real. Like (sighs) great for her. So I think it's interesting seeing these two use it as to propel their career, whereas the others are, you know, this is kind of where I'm staying, if that makes sense. But um, I think with Denise, what's hard is like, yeah, I think she wasn't showing up to things. I think she was getting a pass and the other women were pissed. And it seems like, you know how I've been saying, um, whenever they all got pissed at her at the, after the party with, you know, I don't want my kids hearing this stuff. It was like such a weird hill for them to die on because I agree with Denise in that sense. Like if you choose to not want your kids to hear certain conversations, that's for you to decide and no one else. It doesn't matter if she was married to Charlie Sheen. It doesn't matter if she, you know, talks about Aaron's dick on television. If, if her kids are around and you don't want to hear about it, them to hear about it, that's fine. But it just the way that they kept going in on it, it felt like there was something more. It was like a punishment sort of situation. Did you feel that way?
0: I did. But I also thought that they would not have been as upset about all of it if she hadn't said what she said at Kyle's family barbecue. About not bringing her kids. Do you think I would bring my kids around this? I think that is what set everyone off. I think before that, it was just petty drama. And did the barbecue happen after the Santa Barbara trip, though? Yes. Yeah.
1: So in the Santa Barbara trip, they still extensively were talking about it. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So they brought it up. But I think,
1: yeah. But I think what frustrates me about Denise is like, again, she was the one that talked about her husband's dick. At that dinner with her kids sitting right there. So like I get the other women's anger as well, because it's like, girl, you're setting the tone. Like Mm -hmm. Erica said, you know, and then you come on us. It makes us look bad. I like this is so
0: frustrating. I think they were frustrated and she just shuts down conversation. And I think these women like like to talk through things to get over them And she just decides, well, I'm done talking about it. So because I'm done, all of us are done. We're
1: all done talking about it. And
0: I think trying to, like, have that level of control over the group makes the group kind of rebel, even if they think she's making a point. Right. So and Kyle said during the reunion, she's like, listen, I get it. I have a 12 year old. I would not want her listening to this. And. But the fact that she kept bringing it up and then was like, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, well, if it wasn't a big deal, why did you mention it to so Ah! many different people? And Erica said, or what did she say to Erica? She goes, did you take it that I was upset with you?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wanted to scream.
0: I feel like I am one of the only people online who's not Team Denise.
1: Literally, I just did Ryan Bailey's. I think I'm podcast, crazy. <laughs> and I and um, I did. I talked with Amy Phillips yesterday to recap the Beverly Hills reunion. I was like, I feel like I'm on an island because everyone me, is so Steve, team you D. and me. So it's you and me, girl. <laughs> I got it. you. We are seeing
0: past all the bullshit. <laughs> I think. I mean, there are things that are very frustrating. I do not like the obsessing over the hooking up with Brandy. Like that needs to go. Like that's not the I issue. Think- But I think
1: so I agree with you on that because I don't I think the the hookup was so irrelevant and I don't think that they're obsessing on the hookup. True. I think it brings more it sort of erases Denise's credibility on all of the true issues that they're upset with her about. Yes.
0: So they're they're using it to try and poke holes in all her lies, but she's been lying the whole time.
1: Right. about every
0: little detail like and over everything things that she could just shut down easily i can't quite figure out why she does it it's, it's very bizarre, bizarre. okay <laughs> like, and it, it
1: it's so bizarre to me because like for instance whenever the hookup was brought up she could have easily just said Brandy and I are friends. Um, I'm not sure why she's saying we hooked up. We never did, which, I mean, we all can clearly see that they probably did. But that doesn't matter. She could have just said, I don't know why she's saying this. Shut it. That My sex life is no one's business anyway. So let's shut this down right now.
0: And also, like, why not own up to the fact that you talked shit because if you owned up to that, everything else would go away. They wouldn't care that you and Brandy hooked up or you could also be like, we didn't do that. I mean, we like, you know, would drink and talk crap. And yeah, I said, I probably said something like that. I'm really sorry. It hurt your feelings. I think we all talk about each other and people would be like, okay, she's owning up to it. Amen. It would have ended the whole thing. Like, I really think,
1: for her to say we don't have a we never were friends and having all of these text messages and saying I barely talked to her girl like you've got to know this stuff's gonna come out this she pokes holes in her own story like for her to say I never said anything about you I didn't say this and then she says I actually said worse about Teddy to and like girl you you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot and it frustrates me beyond belief.
0: Do you ever watch The Bachelor? I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, don't start. But. <laughs> there was I mean, don't watch it. <laughs> a very bizarre argument on, I forgot which season, one of the more recent ones, between two women who knew each other from the pageant world, not mm-hmm. not Hannah Brown and kaylin but two other girls, and one was like, "No, we know each other," and she pretended we didn't know each other when we started staying at the house together. And so one of them was like, "We're friends," and the other was like, "We're not." Oh and my god! It the guy who played The Bachelor was trying to figure out who, who was saying what, and one of them was like, "We've gone to Vegas together, on a trip, staying in the same hotel room." So if that's not how you identify a friend then like I don't know why some people won't say that that just because you if you go on a trip with someone you're friendly with them it doesn't mean they're your best friend it doesn't mean you know their family it doesn't mean you know everything about them it just means you're friendly with them
1: it's almost like well this is a little different but I was also thinking like when Phaedra and Nini back in the day and Phaedra was like I know I know Nini from we grew up in the same town. Phaedra wasn't saying they were friends, but she knew her. Yes. And Nini was like, you don't know me. We don't know each other. Well, she does know her. Like, you you know people from your town that does not mean you're friends with them, but you may know each other. It's it's a different level. Obviously, like Denise and Brandy, we're definitely friends
0: <laughs> like it or friendly Friendly. I'm sure there are people Denise is much closer with. So if you were like, are you friends? She would say yes. And for whatever reason, Brandy didn't meet that cutoff of like who her true friends are. But if you have someone's phone number and if you've gone on a vacation with them, if they stayed in your hotel room while you were filming, you're friends with them. Why are you dying on this hill of saying that you don't know her? You barely talk to her. It was just frustrating to
1: me about that too, is she's getting away with it. Like the viewers are siding with her Mm -hmm. in this way. It's it's, I think that's to me is where a lot of Beverly Hills fans frustrate me because one, they can never do anything right for the show. Like, you know, like if they try to, you know, alter things for the show to like make please the fans there, there's still always something wrong. But two they have this stan culture where they can't recognize people's wrongs, like LVP stands. There were so many things that LVP was clearly doing. And it's okay to admit when your your favorite does something wrong. I promise it's okay. And it's the same with Denise. A lot of them just are blindly following. And it's just it's frustrating because. I see the other women's side so much. Like, I, mean, I I
0: really like Lisa Rinna. She's always been one of my favorite housewives. Mm-hmm. This has been a rough season for her. I think she's gone too hard after Denise. It's come across as cruel. She's done things she didn't need to. She got her point across the first time. She didn't need yeah. to keep going eight more times at her. But, like, I'm not going to stop liking her. Say she has to get fired just because she had a season where she was being kind of a bitch. like. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I, I love Rina this season. I know that people are very against her, but like I, I feel her frustration. I feel, I feel Denise is frustrating me, and I'm not even on a cast <laughs> as a viewer. She frustrates me, so I can't imagine what it's like being on a cast with someone that's when you're so you're fully committed and present and being part of this ensemble cast. And then the person who's allegedly probably making the most is not fully doing the same. I could I get it.
0: Yeah. And I've never been like fully team Denise or anti Denise, but like after I was kind of waiting until the reunion to form an opinion. And I feel like there's just something that she's doing that reminded me, Oh my God, people are going to hate me for this. It was a little bit, um, like trumpian or like yes. hayley maca whatever her the press secretary when yes. Rena was like have you seen how the fans have come at us and denise liked this tweet that basically said reno was racist and awful and should get fired and also and I think said, she actually
1: retweeted it
0: and also said that erica shouldn't have said those things about teenagers and sex mm-hmm. and she was like I she insisted like no I re I liked the thing about Erica and but it's like the first part of the tweet was still there so you right. liked something and then Rinna had to go out and say bravo called you and told you to take it down Right I'm so glad they left that in cuz her I am ins- too. her insistence that no I only liked the tweet about Erica that was like That was gaslighting. It's like you liked something and then you're telling everyone, no, what you saw wasn't really what you saw. And that just, oh.
1: I almost did make, I like held back because again, like I felt like it was not going to be well received, but I was going to make a comparison of Trump and Denise in these yes. moments because it, I feel it so much. She's gaslighting. She's trying to deflect so, so much. And it's
0: less Trump and more like his press secretary. Press secretary. Right? Exactly. Because yes. Yesterday or whatever day it was. And he tweeted something about like, if you're in North Carolina, vote early and then show yes. up and vote again. And right. And there's a journalist saying, you know, hey, like, do you, Can you know do you uh, condone voting twice or do you say do you believe it's illegal to vote twice and she was like the president never blah 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 and she's like not answering the question and then she's like he never did it and it's like the tweet is right there there. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so if you make a meme like that i would be well (laughs) i would receive it well (laughs) don't oh, know i feel like there'd probably be a hundred thousand other people who hate you
1: for a hundred percent i feel i'm glad that we're on the island together I because this island us. has been very isolating
0: <laughs> i haven't i haven't gone full like team everyone else until now because i wasn't Let, and, sure
1: exactly and that was the thing is like i've also tried to make it very clear it's not that i was not I wasn't team everyone else throughout all of this because I think the way they handled yeah. the hooking up thing was gross and it wasn't handled right. So it's hard to say like, oh, I'm team everyone else. But like, there's so many things that Denise does that I don't, it's hard to even try to root for her in my opinion. And I, I it, I'm yeah. trying to figure out it's, is the, are the viewers that are so, Team Denise, are they focusing on the hookup and forgetting all of the other stuff? As in like,
0: I guess what I would be like if I was on Team Denise is like, why do you guys get to set the rules about what we talk about and what we don't talk about? Because right. you're telling me anything that happens is fair game, but your lawsuits are never discussed. And so why is it that you're picking on me and making sure we discuss things that have nothing to do with another cast member Brandy has not, she was not a friend of until mm-hmm. all this happened, you know, you're taking the story, you would have no storyline if it wasn't for me. Totally. So I have definitely have two points on that. So the the
1: lawsuits, I think the lawsuits is such a lost cause for, it, it's not going to be an interesting plot line for anybody because <laughs> you can't talk about it. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, we've seen that with Karen. We've seen that with Ashley last season on Potomac lawsuits are not i know everyone wants to talk about them but we can't talk about it so it's really no point in talking about it right if that makes sense and i think a lot of people forget that um so that's like the thing about the lawsuits i but i understand the frustration of them not really being talked about but in reality if they did try to make that a storyline we would be bored to tears because it would all just be dancing around it because if you if you're in the middle of a lawsuit you can't really reveal details and they're stuff.
0: also pretty boring these particular yeah, exactly. lawsuits like dorit was like what do you want a real housewives of tax returns exactly like, no, you're right yeah no. exactly <laughs> i'll so... leave that to rachel maddow <laughs> I, don't <need> to, <laughs> I don't need to go through people's long-form tax returns <laughs> amen amen and then the
1: second thing with brandy totally brandy made the wrong move on this like if i were her i would have come on and and said yeah denise is talking shit about you left it at that that could have actually probably secured her away on next season if that was her intent and if things got bad if she wanted to reveal their hookup it would have been her revealing the hookup herself on her own terms it wouldn't have been a passing the bone from the other cast members it would have been a cast member that was full-time on the show revealing their own personal experience with another cast member I just think she really, she shot herself in the foot with this.
0: She really did. Um, She also seemed so irked by Andy. And I always get frustrated when they take it out on Andy. It's like, I know Mm -hmm. you think you control everything, but you can't control him. So please try Like, stop trying. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the other interesting things to come about, the whole Garcelle v. Kyle. So you think something happened in the two months that were left on the cutting room floor but do you think any of it had to do with someone told garcelle to watch out for kyle and so absolutely who do you think it was
1: rinna one thousand percent
0: oh interesting
1: oh you she could not hide it on her face at all during that moment when andy said like does anyone want to fess up i to me it was so obviously rinna
0: I was wondering if it was Dorit, but I feel like Dorit wouldn't open up to Garcelle.
1: Yeah, I I don't think she, because it would have been very early in the season. I don't think Dorit would have opened up that quickly like that. I think it was someone who Garcelle was friends with prior to joining the show, which would be Denise or Rinna. Rinna. So to me, I thought it was very... It was I was watching all of their faces during all of it. And I just felt Rinna wasn't going to say it, which in that moment I wanted to say, own it, own it like you yeah, should have owned it. You always say. Right. And see, this is me. Telling my someone who I like on the show, doing something wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I can call her out on that. But I think, that's my thought.
0: I also didn't like how Kyle mentioned that that $5,000 donation didn't go through. I thought it was completely irrelevant. And mm-hmm. it was trying to make Garcelle seem not trustworthy the way that they think that um, – that Denise isn't trustworthy, but Garcelle has proven herself trustworthy over and over again. So it's just like, if this is a real issue, contact her outside of filming.
1: That's was to me. I was like, it's six months have gone by since this charity's happened and you've never reached out to tell her this. You want to wait until you're alive. I mean, however, I mean, it is a housewives it's fair game, but still I thought it was kind of gross. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, Garcelle is not handling all of these things. Like, she's not the one handling her accounts. It was if it slipped through the cracks. Like, reach out to her privately, say, hey, by the way, this is this still hasn't happened. And I'm sure Garcelle would have been on it. Like, I do not see Garcelle as the one that's like going to just blindly like let something like that go. Like, I don't know.
0: Totally. And then we've also got Dereet versus Sutton. And Sutton's uh, also Sutton v. Teddy. <laughs>
1: when, I'm a Sutton stan. I, love I her.
0: wasn't sure about her, but I think I like her on the show.
1: Love.
0: Love. She love is love. so bizarre to me, but I think she's very authentic.
1: Absolutely. There is so many layers to her that we, I hope, are going to get to see next season as a full time diamond holder. Um, but no, I think she's hysterical. She's so quirky. She's so desperately needed for Beverly Hills. She reminds me of, you know, I have to say one of my absolute favorite housewives of all time is Kim Richards. And she gives oh, me like kooky yeah. Kim
0: vibes, yes. you know, just kind of silly when she said she is, you shouldn't let my disdain for your clothes. like in the way of our friendship (laughs) it was just so amazing
1: so it it was it's polarizing and she like like that was like a dagger saying the disdain for your clothes to me like it's just the delivery of it is like a dagger to the heart but it's it was so funny
0: to me (laughs) it was so funny erica was just rolling with laughter. Yes. And Erica someone who I think has a really good bullshit meter. She called yes. it out on LVP right away when she says she's a sniper from the side. Mm-hmm. So when like all the stuff with Denise, when she started calling bullshit on Denise, that's when I started being like, Ooh, I'm starting right. like, I don't think Erica is necessarily someone who just goes along with the group for the sake of going along with the group. Like she's no problem being, you know, standing alone. The way that Dorit has no problem standing alone, defending Denise. Yes. Also, Dorit had an amazing season. Ugh, love her. You know what?
1: (laughs) Like being an OG Dorit fan since her first season. Oh, you
0: were.
1: Oh, yes. There's There's very few of us. Your day has
0: come, Steve. (laughs)
1: Our Our day has come, and I've been like touting this all throughout the season. Like, all of you OG Dorit stands out there, this is our season. It's been a rocky road these past few seasons defending her, but you know what? She got her final the final card for uh, the season she got and 10 out of 10 for this season. I, I, we love to see it. Love Love it. it.
0: I started turning on her. Well, I was really excited that someone with the name Doree was like, I'm Jewish. It's a Hebrew Mm -hmm. name. I was like, great. Like I'm excited for this. And then I meet PK and he's Jewish. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh no, he brings shame to my people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was just like, this is awful. What a horrible man. But when she threw that party on the boat for him and his family came and surprised him and he started crying, I was Mm -hmm. like, number one, maybe they actually love each other, in which case I am into this. Mm -hmm. And number two, like, he actually cares about his family. Yes. Like, this is, like, maybe there's something I haven't seen. And then this season, when they're, like, doing the dual confessional, she's dressed as the Hamburglar, he's dressed as a con man. (laughs) They're mm-hmm. being asked about being con artists. It's like, it was Chef's Kiss. It was so amazing.
1: It was everything. Like they, they truly. The editors were so shady for that, and I loved it. And loving, lo- loving, um, Dorit and PK. Like I loved that moment. I I thought you know typical. I feel like most people that love their. Their faves would not want that, but I loved it. I thought it was so good and so, so funny.
0: So funny. Any final things on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills?
1: I think that it'll be interesting to see the next two parts because oh. I feel like there's going to be more coming out. And I think maybe all of the Denise stands will see more of why. We why the other women were so frustrated. I, this is just me hoping. I don't think I, I don't know anything, but that's just me hoping. And um, I think, Denise, I do want her to come back <laughs> next mm-hmm. season. Me too. But I, and I think if her and Garcel do come back and they're this duo next season, I could see it being OG's versus newbies as a big storyline next season. And I could not be more excited
0: with Dorit in the middle
1: and Dorit in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. But
0: what I like is having like, I don't like when it's like two groups. I like when like each, the women have unusual friendships. And so Erica and Garcelle's friendship, I really enjoyed. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting to hear that Garcelle is the first person that reached out to Erica. About her son being a police officer when there's Mm. all these protests and riots happening. Mm. I thought that was just really interesting. And I think they have a real friendship. And I'm interested Mm. in in seeing more of, like, those kinds of one-offs. Like, Denise being friends with Dorit. Like, one-off, you know? I want
1: Garcelle and Sutton. And I want a spin-off with those two. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Those two are such polar opposites and they really become such good friends, which is amazing to see. And I could watch just them, those two all day, literally all day.
0: I think I was just really happy to see the women open up to Sutton because I feel like they always looked at each other beforehand like oh this is the weird girl that's like joining our like she's joining us at lunch in the cafeteria but like we don't really she's not really one of us was sort of like the attitude I was feeling and so it made me feel bad for her but actually she can totally hold her own she can hold her own and she's a wonderful person it seems like although Mm. Sasha from the Bravo breakdown did mention that she said something about Sutton's comment about her hot kitchen and Sutton did yeah. not take it um, in a way that I think we would have wanted an ally to take it. <laughs> so,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and what's, it was great to hear Sasha break that down and what that meant to her because mm-hmm. I didn't realize myself yeah, in same. that moment. And it was good to to learn that, oh, shit, like, that is something that is really, that was a moment that could be very triggering for other people. And um, I res- I respect Sasha for putting all of that out there and being so vulnerable and saying, this is why this is not okay.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of things that are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dorinda's exit on Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> oh my God, that, that broke my heart. I did not want I to know. see her leave this way.
1: I know. I know. I I have to say, the thing with her, her delivery sucked, but I understood a lot of her frustrations. Um, her delivery was, was terrible, it was awful. But Tinsley, to me, I, I know uh, Tinsley's beloved by so many people. But to I, me, I Tinsley, like Tinsley was... Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. See, like, there's so many people that love her. She's fine. Um, she just never, to me, like... She she never really opened up to all of us. I, and, and that, to me, it's, I, it felt like she got a pass. And that's frustrating to me as a viewer. And, too, I think, again, this is where the other women they put their whole lives out there and Tinsley gets to put a smidge of her life out there. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I, I see Dorinda's frustration with Tinsley. And then of course um, I didn't think about this until er, um, earlier today, Bravo historian was talking about how LVP let breached her contract. Um, Denise sort of was breaching her contract. Nini was breaching her contract. Everyone had so much to say about that. But then everyone's praising S- Tinsley for breaching her contract. And I think that is such a weird, yeah. weird, such a, I never even considered that. And cause you know, I just didn't even think about it, but yeah. Why is Tinsley getting all this praise for breaching her contract? Why couldn't I thought she, just she was like
0: bullied off? And so and I know yeah. like I guess it's so funny how you don't think she put so much out there because I feel like she put the most personal thing um out there, which is her fertility. And like when she talked about freezing her eggs and she is forty four, and it is not mm. easy for a woman to have a child at forty four, okay? I don't totally. care how in shape you are. I mean, it's totally. amazing that Kenya Moore did it. It's a miracle and right. To, I feel like, and as a woman who's like also dealing with some fertility struggles, it's like something that no one wants to talk about, or they only talk about it in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way the Megan King Ed- Edmunds way, which is not to me, it like makes it like glossy and shiny and like, look at I'm just like, you know, sticking needles into my stomach and like, mm-hmm. look at how cute I am. And like, I'm going to have a baby. And it was so easy. And mm-hmm. then you've got Tinsley who's like, I have these frozen eggs and I don't know what's going to come of them. And I don't know, am I too late to have to be a mom? And her not ha- being a mom was like such an issue for her and an insecurity for her. And to have that, be what was weaponized. Like, I also felt during the Bethany v. Carol thing, like, I Mm. was a little more Team Carol, even though I love Bethany. I was more Team Carol as well. When she went after Carol not being a mom, that Mm. was, like, it for me. I was like, this woman lost her husband and did not remarry, and now she cannot have children, you know, biologically. So I guess for me, it's like all these women, it seemed like it was so easy for them to have kids. Like Luann had two kids and Dorinda had a kid and, you mm-hmm. know, they all have kids. And then Tinsley doesn't. And to like that Turkey based her comment. I
1: that mean, was
0: gross. I yeah. was so offended. Like personally, I was like, yeah. well, that might be how I end up getting pregnant. Right. <laughs> if I can no, do it. I,
1: I completely agree with you on that. Like I thought that that is a gross, gross thing for Dorinda to even joke about um or weaponize however well I I will say it was I felt like that was the only time right like maybe yeah so I mean not to say that that makes it right but what I but like Tinsley to me I don't I didn't feel like they like weaponized that all the time with her I feel like Dorinda did because she, did. she would, i bond.
0: No, it was like not openly said. She would bond with Leah because Leah is a good mom, and like we're both moms, mm-hmm. right? We're both single moms right now. Gotcha. And that was like, well, so you can't bond with Tinsley. You right. know, is there, is there something wrong with her that you can't find a way sort to of danced to her? around it? That's how I took it as, like, as a childless woman. I like am much more sensitive to how people talk about themselves as moms and bond mm. with one o- another over motherhood. Like mm-hmm. it is sort of a, a like thing that I'm like sensitive about. So I like with Tinsley felt very protective over her. Sure but I can very much see she did not open up about her relationship, you know, with Mm -hmm. the coupon King and all of those. I mean, I think
1: Bruce was actually Scott.
0: Oh, totally.
1: Like (laughs) like there (laughs) is another guy in Chicago. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like I literally, I don't know. I, I think Tinsley just, I definitely respect all of what she's brought as far as talking about her fertility and all of that. Um, But otherwise, from that, I felt like she'd never really opened up her true life. And, like, I don't know. And, you know, she would come in, live in the hotel during filming, and then peace out after filming wrapped. And I don't know. I just – Tinsley was fine for me. She just was never, like, a star for me. Um, Also, while we're talking about fertility, this is another reason you definitely need to watch Miami. Because Mm. Lisa Hochstein – really shows her fertility struggles of wanting to be a mom and all of the unsuccessful attempts. And then eventually she does get her baby in a, in a way. I mean, I don't think she carried the baby. I think they had surrogate, but mm-hmm. it was a beautiful story. So I think it's something wow. that you'll definitely love to to watch, but. It was great. Lisa Hoxstein was my queen on Miami.
0: I definitely need to watch Miami. It's also like for me, I started watching Housewives on the West Coast, like all Mm -hmm. the Beverly Hills and OC, because for me, aspirational living is sun and summer and beach, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Like, I don't need to see a bunch of people who like New Jersey, as much as I love the show I hate seeing like the like the trees with no leaves on them and it's gray and it's dark and it's like I would never wanna live where you live. (laughs) My
1: friend Jeff and co-host, he literally says this all the time. He was like, I don't like the East Coast housewives mostly because I that's not aspirational living to me as far as like I wanna see the beach, I wanna see all of this, like the beautiful, nice weather, like. To me, he was like, "I hate. I'm from New Jersey, and I hate Jersey because, like, <laughs> yeah. it, to me, that is not like I. I don't like it." Um, he obviously gives a pass to the New York women, but he's like, "I don't like Potomac and Jersey because
0: of all of that." <laughs> I mean, it was hard. I was excited for Potomac because, like, I live in the area, and right. because those women were so witty. But like, mm. it took me. I probably was the last on Jersey. Yeah, for the exact yeah, yeah. reason, it was just like. Right. Oh, and they're all talking about totally their family drama I and like. <laughs> oh right. do need to see other people's family drama. <laughs> right, right. Don't we all? Yeah, have I our mean, own? Jersey
1: was the one that was solely folk. Like, in order to be on the show, I felt like it was like you had to be part of the family because that's hmm. that was their their story that they wanted to tell.
0: Okay, so this week in Roni. What did you think of the song "Viva La Diva" and Desmond Child? Do you know who Desmond Child is?
1: I do. Well, I mean, I know only because of him listing his resume. Oh yeah, <laughs> all, all
0: the living songs, living songs. So that's clearly the his vita loca.
1: <laughs> Um, I actually commented this morning about how ins- the most insulting thing of last night was comparing Luann's vocals to Barbara Streisand. <laughs> what? You could go off it- about Dorinda, but to me, that was the most insulting thing of the whole episode. <laughs> Wait, did he compare
0: her vocals
1: to well, Barbara? He was like, you got the Barbara Streisand <gasps> team. Oh, You're in team. good company. Yeah. And he's like, you're in good company. I'm like, and the way that, the- I mean, it was kind it's of like- the same way that um, I feel like he, The original producer from season one or two or whatever, when she was doing Money Can't Buy You Class, he was trying to compare her to like – um shoot. Who did he compare her to? Oh, I can't I'm remember. I'm blanking. But basically, yeah. it, it's the same vein. And I was like, girl, you are like not Cher in the same company something. as Barbara. Yeah. yeah, Barbara Streisand. Calm down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. And her voice is just not that good. No. Stick to the
1: – like money can't buy you class bops or yes. like Chic Say vie Giovanni. Those that's where you thrive, thrive.
0: Talk singing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the her trying to give us this sultry like uh bar singer moment wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, we missed her try to sing with the jazz band up in the Berkshires. <laughs> I know. Oh, like, she cringe. really views this whole cabaret as like, people are coming to see me. And she already is such a narcissist about her performing that, like, when all of us go, because all of us have, you know, mm-hmm. seen her live, like, yes. it's, we're feeding that ego, you know? She's not in on the joke like we all are. It's
1: so bizarre to me that she can't be in on the joke.
0: (laughs) Totally. Um, And then we saw this really interesting scene with Bunny, Leah, and Kiki, because I don't know if we've seen the three of them together this whole season very often. No, I don't think we have. And shout out to Bunny, because I have an Aunt Bunny. And I oh, really? love people named Bunny. I think that is yes. a great quirky name.
1: <laughs> there was a Bunny in my childhood. She was um, just like a family friend. And yes, you're right. It's it's great having somebody with that cutesy name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so fun. And it was funny. Leah was trying to like drag her mom and was like, you told me to go to hell the other day. And she's like, but what did you tell me first? And she was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I've really enjoyed Leah this season. I very much like her. But her kind of Achilles heel is being stuck in the same relationship she's had with her mom since she was 17 and addicted to drugs and -hmm. was brought to a rehab with Mm -hmm. nuns. Yeah. (laughs) like She has not moved on from that in her. She's moved on in her life. But in her relationship with her mom is like stuck in time. It's like the. um, Totally the like hardened molasses in Jurassic park where they like get that little mosquito from the Amber. It's like, she's stuck. I know. (laughs) And
1: I, I, I so much want her to move on from that, but I, I don't know what it would be like to like be in that situation where I'm sure she will never get over feeling like, I was abandoned kind of in a moment where I needed my family. And I'm. Mean, this is not like shade on the parents at all no. because that's probably what she needed was to be taken. Like they did what they could in their family to help her. But at some point you kind of need an outside source to kind of get you through it. So I don't know that we'll ever see resolution in this, to be honest.
0: I'm fascinated by it. And I definitely enjoy watching the dynamic with her mom, particularly because her mom doesn't seem to enjoy the cameras like she doesn't mind them, but she Mm -hmm. doesn't play to them the way that her sister Sarah plays to them. And I don't like that. I'm like, no, no, Leah is the star. Sit down, girl. (laughs) Yes, I don't.
1: I think everyone's like thinking that Leah's trying to get her sister on the show and I don't think that's the case. I think Sarah wants to maybe be on the show.
0: Yes. So, <laughs>
1: But I don't think Bravo will play into that. I, I don't, just don't think, think, so, think so, so
0: either. So the cabaret show um, that it was like a showcase. So mm-hmm. Jess Rothschild, as well as like Sarah Galley and a bunch of other podcasters were there in the audience. And I was like texting with Jess, and I was like, okay, so what was it really like? And she's like, well, they left 95% on the cutting room floor, like, as expected, but she did say that Leah's sister kept jumping up on the stage like, over and over again, and so I think she was, like, trying to get footage of herself like, in the mix and so... Yeah! (laughs) It's so cringy.
1: Yeah, I... ooh. Yeah, I don't think Bravo will I know Leah came out with a article or I don't know if it was like an interview or something and they were asking about is Sarah going to join the show and she said I think that's up to Sarah and Bravo like you know I think she would be it would be great to have her on there but then I also look at Kyle and Kim and I'm like, "Oh, do I really want You know that all playing out, and she's like, "But again, it's not my decision. It's that's up to Sarah and Bravo." And I just I don't see them going in that direction. No,
0: I'm much more interested in Leah and Bunny than I am in Leah and Sarah.
1: I agree with that as well. Absolutely.
0: And then they have the, um, (laughs) what is it like the drag queen bingo for Glad? So, oh my god, was this funny? There's a lot to
1: unpack there.
0: so much I mean I do you know anyone that was there because I just um, kept thinking like looking at all the guys standing to the side who were I'm all giving each think. other looks
1: I don't think I noticed anyone there um the I will say the, the straight guy that Ramona brought <laughs> does he remind you of the guy that dated Nini
0: oh the guy yes the guy <laughs> in between Greg His name like was John and who brought him like would bring <laughs> what Nini if Ron is actually and stuff? John. Oh my God. (laughs) We've already had so many crossovers. Like, I know, right? That would be, that was so funny. And the guy was so creepily hitting on Leah.
1: That was um, so awkward. It was, like when he popped out behind her, like she was like, Is she <laughs> making fun of me? And she jumps. <laughs> it was like reality TV gold.
0: <laughs> it was so funny. And then Ramona's bringing this like straight guy. And then and then Sonia chastising Ramona for bringing a straight guy in front of everyone.
1: Everyone. And then it reminded me <laughs> as a less cringy moment. Um, as like with Br- Br- Britty or Bridey.
0: Oh, yeah. During they the just like. They
1: a huge fight in front of the whole charity like Talking moment. about
0: like child sex victims. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I mean, that was probably the most cringeworthy housewife moment of all time. Ever. But it was funny to me that they still managed to at charity events on stage in front of everybody managed to call each other out and get in a full on fight.
0: (laughs) Full on fight. And then Ramona is like, well, it wasn't clear on the invitation. We couldn't bring a straight man.
1: (laughs) I also like, of course I'm not upset or offended at all, but I was just laughing that Sonia, this, and this is where I think Sonia shows like her age in a sense where she's like bringing a straight guy. Like, why would you bring a straight, straight guy to gay bingo? And it's like, Girl, you can bring straight people around gays.
0: I <laughs> Not everyone <laughs> has to be. They support us as well.
1: Straight men support us as well.
0: <laughs> it is it so funny. There's a lot of like the agent. How she even talks about like her gay parties, and this is why I don't <laughs> <gay> like. <laughs> so it's like one day of the week I hang out with the LGBTQ community. Okay, like one day a week, dead. and we all get together, and it's me and my gays. <laughs>
1: Ramona can't. One day come. a week, guys. <laughs> Only one day. I have one day with you. So Can you send out on the gay list, serve? Everyone.
0: She Just brings all the it gays, up bring em. so much, though. Like What's when, that? but then when we first saw that, like Gay Wednesday or whatever yes. it was. Like, wait have you been doing this for a decade i'm so confused and where was my invite <laughs> i know i need to like text gay people i know in new york and be like have yes. you ever i been to a house uh like a townhouse next to a parking garage on the upper east <laughs> side
1: has a rusty side it's very rusty but it says parking
0: <laughs> oh my god so she listed it again recently for a lot less money
1: I know. I am like so sad for her because, like, when you keep listing it, it gives people more reason to not pay the money for it. Yes. Ugh. But I, I hope Sonia gets that townhouse sold because to me, like, the townhouse is to Sonia as Bluestone Manor is to Dorinda, as Cabaret is, is to, to Luann. <laughs> yes. As 50 Close Girlfriends is to Ramona. Like, yes. They all have this, like this thing that is their trigger and it's hard to watch. Like Sonia spirals when it comes to the townhouse and the Morgans and all of this. And I love seeing her not being held down by the like when she is not living there, she's not talking about it. She's thriving. And then when she gets back to that space, she spirals. So I need her. I need it off her plate.
0: I do, too. But it is so relatable
1: it really is everyone
0: has something that brings them back to a dark place and that it's really hard when you're in it to know Mm -hmm. that you're stepping in it and a lot of your friends dance around it because they don't want to tell you what the problem is because you're not ready to let go amen amen so oh man and then the end which was definitely like producer orchestrated where, you know, they're all doing a toast. And Leah's like, well, you know, Tinsley may have introduced me to you. And then all hell breaks loose. And Dorinda is just like, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving Tinsley that. She almost ruined our show. She breached her contract. You want to do a toast Mm -hmm. to her? It was very clear where Leah was going with this, but Dorinda is just so angry. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Like, yeah, of course, Leah didn't introduce, like, Tinsley didn't introduce Leah to, like, Leah was cast on the show. Mm -hmm. Dorinda, you were also cast on the show. Well, I don't think they ended up showing it, but I felt like it was in the
1: previews or something. She talks about how Bethany introduced Leah to the cast. And they didn't end up showing it last night, which was interesting, but maybe we'll see it at the reunion. So I think that's where she was going like if you're trying
0: to sense. because Bethany quit right before filming. And so you exactly. couldn't use it. So we had to use Tinsley instead. And then Tinsley quit halfway through filming. And this is all like a bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah. But oh, man, she just when she screams, it is just you can't you can't you just have to let her go.
1: It's bad. I and mean, That's what I mean. Like she's in a different place than she was the past few seasons. because I, I will say I think the viewers have to take some responsibility for Dorinda's insults and stuff, because we've, we've rode for Dorinda for how many seasons on things like, you know um, why don't you put a Holland tunnel on your oh, an easy vagina oh, or, or an yeah. easy, or sorry, an easy pass on your vagina, oh. that Holland tunnel <laughs> or like in the clip, clip, clip. And like, she's always attacked women with like a lot of insults and we've all laughed at them, but it's like, now that it's, been five years of it are the viewers just over it part of me thinks it's not just that I she's in a dark darker place right now so I think it's hard to like excuse a lot of those insults and whatnot but I do think that we all have to remember we've sort of championed (laughs) Dorinda and her one-liners so I think that's part of us to blame
0: (laughs) I don't this is probably like too inappropriate to keep in the podcast but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I I forgot who I had on I had a guest on that was saying that they felt that when she met John that oh are you still there
1: yeah okay. oh hi sorry it froze. it frozen
0: um that when she met John it was like pretty soon after Richard died and that she met Don because John was giving her Coke and that was like their friendship was all about going oh. out and partying and doing coke and drinking and kind of like, like forgetting mm. about the like horrible death that she had to go through. And then she went through this like right. period with him and wanted to nest a bit more. And he still liked going out. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of moved on from mm. that. But I'm wondering, like, is right. she like now completely clean from all of that like or is she doing it more or is it like something was always a bit I don't know a lot about cocaine I just know like if you do the same thing over and over and over and then all of a sudden stop or start more like are you more irritable
1: yes that is true I never thought about it that way Hmm.
0: because it wasn't even more than like two seasons ago where Sonia was like come on we all know you do it like uh, right. during the reunion. So that was when I was like, okay, like she definitely does it. I'm not going to judge her. You know, it's not totally. like, I was that just big say, of a deal. But right. I if was there was say, a huge They need to stop difference. weaponizing
1: cocaine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I'm sure a lot of them do it. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, and if it's something that's going to damage that person and you're somebody else that's doing it, I think that's like a sh** thing for them to bring up on the show totally. because it is illegal and all of that like there's so many people that do it and it's like I think it's it's a silly thing unless it's like at a point to help them get clean from it if that makes sense
0: but that the thing is is like you can't say that as without as, without acknowledging that there's like been a lot of use right <sighs> totally and so but like yeah
1: he wasn't trying to help her get clean at that reunion moment no that's true it was just totally saying like oh you do drugs like you know what i mean like i i don't know
0: yeah that was but i'm just wondering if that has anything to do with her like heightened irritability because her irritability is off the charts and like if she's not on some sort of prescription medication to just try and at least chill her out a little to be able to be able to take in some of the feedback that the people who love her are giving her i i just worry i hope that this kind of her drying out or whatever you call it like a breather Mm -hmm. um is good for her soul because i think her soul needs to be cleansed
1: yeah i think for me this season like i've I've been trying to sort of look at all of the outbursts and the, her really mean moments and trying to like, all right, let's just acknowledge she's going through something. She's going through something. I'm sure she's going to, um, you know, apologize or like recognize where she's at. And then for me, it was in Mexico when she gas was gaslighting Lou through that whole discussion of, you know, she was, Lou was sitting her down was like, listen, this is why I was upset. And she just kept steamrolling and not acknowledging her behavior. And then when Leah showed up, then she tried to play this whole, like, I don't even know why we're talking about this. It's all good. It's all good. And like sort of making Luann try to try to make Luann look like the crazy one. And that to me was like scary. I was like, girl, this is narcissistic behavior at its best. And, I, I'm like, you're not seeing this, and this is scary to me because I thought, like, I've been trying to like rally through this season with you and this is dark. And then to hear yeah. that at the reunion there was no resolution, I was like, oh, like this that, is hard. That
0: worries me more because if she watched herself back right. and didn't acknowledge like the hard part of watching the last season of Vanderpump Rules for me, not just the fact that it was super long and all focused on Jackson, Brittany two people I'm not very fond of. Um, was watching Lala in pain. And like this, even the season before, after her dad died, seeing how she was lashing out at people. And I was waiting to see her like apologize for that. And she did. Right. And then she was like, I had a lot of issues it got sober, all that. I kind of want to see what happens now with Lala pregnant. And, you know, has she resolved some of these things? I was hoping to see Dorinda be like, I took it too far, you know. It, the way morning, that Richard,
1: the and way that, that like
0: Lala went after Raquel, like is mm-hmm. almost like how I view going after Tinsley. Like someone that's a really good p- comparison. I never thought of that either. Yeah, someone who's just like don't go after the weaker person or the person who's right. just like not able to give us for whatever reason all the things we think we deserve on reality TV, like. Right. Although I think Raquel, Raquel gives us, like, everything. I, like, I love totally understand her. So. Yes. <laughs>
1: like, love Raquel.
0: But um, sometimes with Tinsley, I don't even think that she was holding back. It was like, I don't think there's anything more there. Yeah. <laughs> <It's terrible. laughs> I was like, oh, guys, we got yeah. all we could get, you know? So I was yeah. just hoping to see, like, now and, and being with quarantine. And, you know, I just... I don't know how you could go through living in New York City, although none of these women wrote out COVID in New York City besides Leah, Mm -hmm. um, could go through like 32,000 of your neighbors dying and and hundreds of thousands getting sick, millions potentially, and not do some introspection about life and what kind of person you want to be as a New Yorker. Or as right. an American going through this, it's such a terrible time. I think everyone is like trying to put aside the collective grief and trauma that we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And I just thought maybe throughout this moment that Dorinda would finally like battle her own demons and to find yeah. out that she didn't really disappoints me and saddens me. Like I'm more sad about it than I am frustrated with her right
1: i also think i think there's more to the story and i think there's yeah. i just i hope that she takes her breather and i hope we'll get a redemption season of dorinda after clearing her head and hopefully recognizing some of the ways that were maybe more destructive than constructive oh,
0: amen well, thank you, Stephen, so much for being on this week. Thanks for
1: having me. Anytime. I love it. And I'm glad that we're on an island together yes. because. There's very few of us out there, but we're there, and we're we're
0: gonna hold out. (laughs) I was thinking I was crazy. I was like watching all of like Ryan Bailey and like Mm -hmm. all these other people who I really respect their opinions and usually Mm -hmm. share many of them. Being like, I don't know about Denise Richards, guys. (laughs)
1: Well, Ryan and I broke down Denise versus Rena on his latest episode, episode, so take a listen. You'll probably agree with me. And I love that. (laughs)
0: Yes, I will totally listen. And I hear that his dad drops a bomb on this week's episode too. So everyone should listen to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. But tell us where we can find you and about your show and your co-hosts.
1: Faces by Bravo on Instagram. That's my main, you know, baby that I... Literally, it was like bottomless brunch is not my only hobby. I love Bravo, <laughs> and I need to, <laughs> I need to channel it somewhere. So I made Faces by Bravo on Instagram, and it's just really a place for all things Bravo, Real Housewives. Um, you'll if, give it a follow. We do polls. We do um, you know March Madness style brackets that are you know best rony cast photo is what we're going through right now. But it, it's all different kinds of things. So do that. Um, But now we set it is my new newest baby with my um, co-host. It's Jeff Epstein and Neil Joshua and um, Malcolm, my friend Malcolm. And we're, it's basically a view style talk show. Um, We all have very differing opinions. And um, it's, I think it's just all of all of my friends and we have a deep dive into the real housewives. It's not always going to be recapping like current episodes. It may be things like top housewife feuds are you know best um villain moments best cast trips it's going to be a whole mix of things and it's really getting a whole whole discussion with a lot of different viewpoints which i really am enjoying and having a blast with those guys and Everyone,
0: finally it out.
1: you'll see me on the real housewives of orange county i've made a little uh cameo in the you probably saw in the trailer but um Definitely will be on a little bit this season. So,
0: Well, I'll have to have you back to talk about your experience filming, whatever you're willing yeah. or able to say.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I was freaked out when I first, because like, you know, I knew in the sense that I was going to, that we were, what we were doing with Jacob, but like I didn't know I was going to get mic'd up and everything. I just thought I was going to be there doing my thing. And then all, in that moment, I was like, oh, <gasps> like frozen I was like oh my god this is happening yikes oh my god I
0: can't wait to hear what it was like being with Bronwyn and her family I really
1: I have a very soft spot for her yes love her love her so much but thanks again for having me
0: thank you so much